Always a pleasure to say good morning and welcome back to Mario Canseco from Research Company here to, uh, to, to talk a little bit this morning about something we used to call photo radar and hate, but apparently now we're quite onside with. Mario, good morning. Good morning, Sterling. Great to be here with you. Well, it's good to have you with us. Back about 20, 21 years ago, there was a provincial election fought over what was then called photo radar. Uh, the Liberals at the time won because they were going to get rid of it. They were going to ditch photo radar. And everyone went, sure, you betcha, here's my vote. And since then, um, we've somehow or another grown quite accustomed to what you now call automated speed enforcement. That's the new phraseology for photo radar. How did that transformation take place? over 20 years? Well, we've been asking this question since 2018, basically gauging the way British Columbians feel about several forms of automated speed enforcement. Uh, the one that is used now more prominently in BC is uh, called speed on green intersection cameras. Right. So essentially, this means you use your red light cameras, the ones that capture you when you're going to a red light, also to take pictures of vehicles that are speeding through those intersections. And this year, we have 72% of British Columbians who approve of the use of these cameras. It's been consistent for the past five years. And it's uh, really interesting because if we were calling this photo radar instead of automated speed enforcement, the numbers could be a little bit different. But we've certainly seen a change, particularly politically, in the way British Columbians feel about this type of speed enforcement. Interesting. So do do NDP and Liberal supporters now uh, basically back the concept equally, Mario? Yes, we remember that election back in 2001 that uh, resulted in the uh, decimation of the NDP government at that time. Yeah. We won two seats. Gordon Campbell formed the most massive majority government in the history of B.C. And photorader was one of the constant things that he would remind us of. That mm-hmm. it wasn't the best course of action, that it was stealthy, that people were coming out of the dark to essentially give you a ticket. Uh, and now we have 75% of BC Liberal voters and 77% of BC NDP voters who believe that the way in which speed on green intersection cameras is being used in BC is okay. Skepticism is a little bit higher with BC Green Party voters, but at 69%, you still have a majority of them who believe that this is the right course of action. And as you point out in your survey, because you've been doing this now, as you say, since 2018, you do this every year, and you've picked up over the last several years, Mario, on a a growing trend among British Columbians of all persuasions to just slow down. Traffic needs to be slowed down. Well, there's a couple of things that I believe have uh, something to do with the changes that we've seen. One of them is the way in which we're using technology. I think if we go back to the way Photorader was working in 2000, 2001, people were still very skeptical. We weren't even ordering books online. And now we're in a situation where technology is everywhere. Everybody's using their cell phone. It's easier to try to make sense of how the technology yeah, is good point. and where it is placed. Mm-hmm. That makes and sense. The other thing that is crucial to me at this stage when you're thinking about um, speed enforcement is there's been a tendency from residents, specifically in municipalities, to call for lower speed rates. Uh, We've seen the level of support for dropping the speed rate to 30 kilometers an hour within cities, as long as you're not in one of those connection roads. It's been consistent throughout the entire province. Mm -hmm. So it's a combination of things. People who don't want very noisy vehicles or somebody going very fast outside of their homes and also the fact that you're trusting this technology more 
than you did in the latter years of the 20th century. So it's it's a fait accompli. It's a done deal. Photo radar or now automated speed enforcement is pretty unanimously okay with most British Columbians. That's an interesting change from 20 years ago, as you mentioned, when that very dramatic provincial election result was it was all about photo radar. Interesting. Mario, only a couple of minutes left, and I need to change gears, and you're good at this. Basically, uh, I'm curious as to your thoughts uh, on the death of Queen Elizabeth and the sentiments of British Columbians regarding same, please. Well, we've been asking questions about the monarchy uh, since 2007, and we usually ask the question every March. We try to figure out how people feel about the monarchy, and what has been consistent over the past few years is a, a certain level of skepticism about Prince Charles, now King Charles, and even people who aren't happy with the concept of the monarchy, saying that they are uh, that they hold favorable views on Queen Elizabeth II. Mm-hmm. Um, what is interesting to me over the next few weeks, and this is something that we're going to be tracking as soon as possible, is how they feel about what the new king should be doing. Are we going to be facing a monarchy that is a little bit different? We know, for instance, that King Charles is very interested in environmental issues. Yes. Is he going to take the lead on this? Are they going to travel less? Are they going to reduce their carbon footprint? But also, how is he going to deal with the issue of reconciliation? We are now in a very different stage when it comes to indigenous rights in Canada than we were the last time Prince Charles, then Prince Charles, was here. So those are two elements that are going to be crucial in the future of the monarchy because we know that the monarch who recently passed away was very popular, even with those who would like to have a Canadian republic. Uh, Prince Charles did not have the same numbers back in March. His favorability rating was lower than 40%, while the Queen was almost at 70. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be complicated to build a monarchy around a person who wasn't particularly well-liked six months ago. Well, it's true. But I think, uh, you know, when you come around to it again in a few months in March, it uh, gives him a little space to become himself and the king and establish some kind of persona that people will be able to relate to on a broader basis or not. So it's going to be an interesting round next time, don't you think? I think it will be, partly because what we see here also is the way in which the queen's personality to the media developed over time. We're talking about somebody who became the monarch when we had a handful of papers and barely any radio and television. Right. Now we have a king who is going to be a monarch in the social media era. We've all seen the video of him being upset because the pen didn't didn't work. work, yeah. So it's going to be more complicated to establish that role when every single move you make is going to be watched by everyone. Interesting stuff. Mario, as always, thanks for this. We appreciate it when you get up early on a Saturday when you don't have to and you jump in and help <laughs> us understand what's going on across BC and across Canada. Thanks ever so much. It's my pleasure. Anytime. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.